Welcome to the Unlocking Unlimited Potential Stories podcast. My name is Dr. Brandon Beck, and I am so excited for you to be here to join us today. This podcast was originally a live show that was aired across several different social media platforms. The goal of this show is to amplify the stories of amazing people, which serve as inspiration for your journey. Your story matters. It tells us who you are and who you want to be. Enjoy this opportunity to hear from these innovative thought leaders as they discuss what it means to unlock unlimited potential. If you are looking for an opportunity to connect further with me after this show, please visit brandonbeckedu.com to learn more about my speaking, coaching, consulting, and other offerings that are designed to help you and your organization find greater results in your journey. Welcome to the Unlocking Unlimited Potential Stories show. I am so excited to be here with you all. It's been a great couple episodes. We've had an awesome two seasons thus far. I have been so excited. Each conversation gets better and better and better. And there is nothing better than sharing the story of unlimited potential that people have. So I am so excited to bring in another rock star educator, speaker, 20 years in a classroom, 10 years on the road. He is adding up, he says. He is the Teach Like a Rockstar podcast. Just released a book with Dr. Brad Johnson. And also, we were just talking about how cool this little place is called Men in Ed on Facebook, a Facebook page. We are going to dive into all that. Hal, how you doing, man? I'm great, but listen, dude, I've already decided like right after that intro, I got to get some books in my background because I think that would up my, uh, <laughs> I think just give me some like perceived IQ points if I had just someone like I don't have to read them. I just want to have them displayed back there. You need them. And you know what book you need? You need, you need this book. We're going to, we're going to help you out with that after the show. Not to worry. Put some knowledge in the noggin. Let's bring it on. <laughs> So Hal, tell us where you're coming in from. Tell us a little bit about your uh, like your cocktail story. How about that? Yeah, man. So I am currently in Houston, Texas, and I think that was like an ominous thunder uh, boom right there as you do in the intro. I thought that was perfect, man. And and listen, brother, you're right, dude. I've been I've been in the classroom um, started in 1989, I think, and looking back, and um, you know, I started out as a band director. And, uh, and then moved into, uh, man, I just wanted, I I, I was interested in teaching students who didn't like necessarily sign up for the class, you know, (laughs) like in band, they all kind of want to be there. And so I moved there to, um, uh, biology and, um, I, I was teaching about, well, I wouldn't, when teaching it, I was like sponsoring a biology class. I don't want to insult any biology teachers by saying what I was doing was teaching and then, uh, English and language arts and did some study skills and leadership things for teens and some, and some teacher coaching. And then this whole teaching a rock star thing came along and I was about a decade ago and brother, it's been a wild ride ever since. 
And that is what is awesome about it is that it's been a wild ride and you've certainly enjoyed it. And I've been really following you lately since we discovered each other through the Men in Ed Facebook page. And we were talking a little bit about that earlier on. And you've done some great things in your career. And you have this also this whole teach like a rock star. And and anybody goes to your website, I mean, they're going to be completely inspired because the website is incredible. It looks like I'm actually at a concert when I'm at your website, which I think is pretty cool. So explain a little bit of how you went from classroom to that level of reach, that level of programming. Yeah, for sure, man. It was, um, you know, I was just in the classroom doing my thing and we have a, I have a, I was doing a mentoring program uh, for teens where we were actually all my seniors in high school. We were going to elementary schools where they would mentor kids there, but also I had a program a class called teen leadership and it was pretty much most kids um first dive into um self-improvement and taking accountability and responsibility for themselves and you know if, if a kid wasn't into like a heavy youth group program or school or scouting or something like that this is typically their first step into that world and and one of the sections, one of the classes, one of the periods was uh, designed for all the kids returning to our campus from an alternative learning placement. They were in ALC and they weren't bad kids, man. They just got, you know, caught with, you know, weed or they're fighting or something. They just got, they just got caught. There's bad criminals is what they are. And so, um, and when they bring them back to campus, they would give them to me to integrate them into our school. And we just did like incredible work and the kids, you know, we really shut down the recidivism, right? No one was going back to ALC. And just because we were just really good at getting them connected with the teacher, with the program, or with a group of kids and part of the family. And uh, we, in fact, we called it Bowman's Dirty 30 because we always had 30 kids in the, uh, <laughs> we even had t-shirts made. <laughs> and uh, it said Bowman's Dirty 30. Bowman is, it said Bowman is my homeboy is what it said. And because um, these are all kind of gangster type kids. And and so um, it was awesome. I had a, I had a, uh, a, a administrator went to another school. And she asked me to come over and tell her teachers what I do and how I do it. And that took a long time to figure that part out. And I uh, went over there and, and that was cool. And then another principal called, another called, and it became a thing where I was just going to schools because principals were calling. And then I realized, wait a minute, this might be like a little side thing. And then it just kind of grew and grew organically from there. That has to be inspiring to hear for a lot of our listeners. I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast are people who are educators that are looking to enhance their influence. And it sounds like you're unlocking a limited potential moment was right there, right there. And then when they made one call and you answered the call and you followed that call into another and then another and then another. And it's just, it's incredible to be able to say that you were able to make that leap and make that move and talk a little bit about that. Yeah, man, at the very beginning, it was, um, I had no interest in making the leap or making the move because I loved what I was doing. You know, I kind of built these programs on the ground up, you know, just for my mentoring program, I would have 600 juniors, high school juniors apply every year. 600 would apply just for like 50 or 60 spots the senior year. It was like the thing to do. And then the leadership program, and I'm, you know, I'm just turning these kids lives around all the kids coming from ALC. It was amazing, man. And, um, I did want to leave at some point just because I, I thought I really felt like, 
um, nothing was great anymore. Like I felt my teaching was really good, but it wasn't great. And I felt, and I was on the road now I'm speaking and I thought that was really good, but it wasn't great. And being a father and a, and a husband and all the stuff I'm doing at home was really good, but it wasn't great. Cause I was just spread too thin. I just had, um, I really had to concentrate my effort and I thought, well, let me leave the classroom and get on the road full time and do my thing there. And back then it wasn't even called, um, teach a rock star back then it was called legendary teaching it was all about how do we influence our kids in such a way use the content of our classroom so we can impact their lives and have that kind of that legacy that legendary impact in a kid's life and uh, but no one was signing up and coming to my event because i think the title was a little bit too confusing and at the time man i had all this crazy you know giant rock star hair and it was like i was a little bit over the top in terms of the vibe and the feel of the whole thing and I had a, this dude was visiting my class one day and he, and all these kids were at lunch. I'd, I'd at lunch, I'd have 60 or 70 kids in my classroom, just hanging out. And he's like, well, not my classroom, my double wide. We're a little bit overcrowded that year. And, um, he's like, dude, you're like the rock star of teachers. And I went, Oh my gosh, that's it, man. Teach like a rock star. And I changed the name and the thing blew up, man. That's because we all want to be a rock star. I mean, well, here's the thing, you know, I'll tell you what, dude, it, it really has nothing to do with putting the teacher in the spotlight. What it is, is really how do we how do we teach our class in such a way that it becomes an event, like an event kids line up for it, an event kids don't want to miss. And we all have those teachers in the classroom, especially like I've taught K through 12. But I can't tell you how many teachers I've met, like in junior high and high school where kids will show up for the class and like. Hey, uh, please, please, please count me absent today because I'm skipping the rest of the school day. I just showed up for your class. So please don't tell anybody I was here. Like, that's how you know, like you have an event in your classroom that kids don't want to miss. They, they're part of the family and they feel part of something bigger than themselves. And they love it, man. And that's what it is all about. And it comes back to that whole idea of designing something that is authentic unique and specific to the needs of the school, the community, the surrounding areas, that kind of stuff right there is, is something we need so much more of. I feel like that's something that COVID has really shed a light on um, during this dark time, right? Of all of these mental health issues, all of these social emotional needs, all of this character education stuff and how we kind of had to really relook at what it is we're doing in these schools in order to get our kids where we need to, because inside of all these kids is something. And there are some good teachers and there are some not so good teachers. There's also teachers that want to go and learn and want to do their own professional development. And there's others who don't. You got to be able to find what works for you, most importantly. But yes, I got to, those kids got to be like fighting to get into the door. Yeah. They have to be fighting to get into the door because if they're not, like school can be a boring place. I yeah. don't know many teachers who say that their school was 1000% exciting all the time. I don't know yeah. if I know anybody who could say that. Dude, you know, and you know, the, the word that you said, it really brings up a lot of thoughts for me is just authenticity. Like that's really what it's about. And I think sometimes whether they go to my teach a rockstar thing or they're, you know, at whoever, you know, that whatever the thing is that they attend, I think sometimes they leave thinking, well, I have to teach like that guy or I have to have that person. On. It's so not it, man. Like what kids desperately need, they're begging for like the real you, who you truly are to present that, not just just in what you say, but just not just the talk, but the walk. You know, I remember I was mentoring a young teacher and I was so excited. I met this kid 
kid, this young man, teacher, you know, the week before school started, we spent the week of professional development together. I'm mentoring. I was going to be mentor for the year. I'm so excited for him to get in front of his freshman students. He's amazing and charismatic. And he, after the first couple of days, he's like, dude, I don't think this is for me. Like these kids hate me and it's, I'm horrible and it's miserable. And I, all right, let me, let me come to your class and check it out. So I show up on Wednesday and I'm watching about five minutes. I'm thinking, dude, I kind of hate you too. Like, this isn't even who you are. <laughs> like what happened to the guy that we were having lunch? Like that's who your kids need. This isn't like, I don't know who you are right now, but it ain't you. Maybe it's your, maybe, maybe it's your freshman English teacher. You're trying to emulate. I don't know, but they need you. And once he was able to flip that switch, and just just be him, just the raw, real him. That's when his career took off, and that's when kids started loving it because they love now they're able to love him. Yeah, absolutely. And you think about those things that hold educators back. You think about those things like maybe it's curriculum, maybe it's behavior, maybe it's colleagues, maybe it's leadership, whatever it is. There's all those influences, and all of those influences impact self-efficacy. And if you allow yourself to hold on to those negative interactions and hold on to those things in a negative place, then you can only expect to be more sad, more depressed, more lonely in your career. And that's, you know, I talk about that a lot in my book too. That's what, to me, that's unlocking unlimited potential is a really simple concept, right? So to be able to to be able to get people to understand that that's critical and that that is needed and that you need to be who you are, be you, be yourself, have fun, enjoy it. You know, I think that's why I, I love connecting with guys like yourself, Hal. Dude, it's, you know, listen, man, there's no other profession on the planet that holds this kinds of, this kind of responsibility, you know, like the leaders of tomorrow, are sitting in our classrooms today. Like that's the craziest, exciting thing ever. And I know there's a lot of challenges in our society right now. And there's, there's a lot of, you know, team Republican or team Democrat or like what just belief system back and forth and all that. And the yelling and the shouting on the news. But what I love, what I love about our, our country's future is that we have all of our future leaders today in our classrooms with amazing teachers like that. We all have them in the same place. We can influence those kids right now. Yeah. And it starts with us. It starts with the educators first. It starts with those who are choosing to serve. You have to be ready to work on what's within you. And once you figure out what gets your fire burning and what keeps your flame going, then you're going to find it. And it might even be something as simple like as go outside for 10 minutes a day. When it's yeah. sun sunny, take your students outside 10 minutes. Yeah, You know, it doesn't always have to be something from a book or something from here, some there. Sometimes the most simplest thing is asking your kids, how are you doing? Sometimes the most simplest thing is sitting in the middle of your classroom instead of sitting at your desk when the students walk in, sit in the middle of the classroom in a chair. They're going to walk in there and be like, what, what are you doing? You know, like shake it up, make it fun, make it interesting. It's, yeah. it's how I feel as well. I love that. Yeah, dude, if we're not having fun, we ain't doing it, first of all, in my class. And then, you know, mo mo dude, most importantly, I think for me, in terms of staying inspired and motivated as an educator, really, for, it always comes down to the big question is, like, if you could have anything for your kids as a result of those kids, they're spending their lives with you. You're the most important adult of influence they will ever have. They spend more time with you 
than their own parents. I mean, the studies prove it, all of them. So knowing that we have to decide what do we really want for our kids? You know, 10 years from now, 30, 30 years from now, when they're sitting around at the reunion, talking about their wacky, kooky teachers, and they're going to go down the list and say, you know, you know what it was about that guy? You know, Mr. Beck, Dr. Beck, remember him? You know who I am today because of him? Like, what do you want that to be? Because the truth is, dude, they're going to forget all the stuff. Like, like I forget, it wasn't Skinner. Dr. Skinner said that education is what remains after all that's been learned has been forgotten. So it's all the stuff that's left over, but that's okay because they like these kids all have phones. Like they have Google on the phone. They have access to your content. So the question is, man, like, what do we want to use the classroom for the, the using the content of the classroom as the vehicle to instill whatever that lesson, whatever you're personally passionate about for that kid. So for me, yeah, I was teaching biology or English or whatever I was teaching, but I would think to myself, okay, what is it with this class? And for me, and maybe that, because it would change, dude, it was fluid. Maybe this year I'm really focused on courage and how can I, instill the courage in my kids using the content and that for me like that's what like i'm so fired up to get to work in the morning i stay up so late working on stuff for work the next day because i'm so overly passionate and excited about it yeah and you talk about having the opportunity to be the person who organizes all that and i know you've talked about you talked a little bit to me about that in your pre-show talk and you were saying how you design these programs. So talk a little bit about how you came up with this way of designing these programs for educators. Man, you know what it was is um, I think for me, it always, it all came from the, I built upon the foundation of what is it that we really want as teachers. And I know it sounds backwards. I get it. We should be thinking what we really want for our kids, but as an educator, what is it that we really want? And that is the, like what I came up with is what works critical is what we just talked about. Like, what do I want for my kids? What's the real lesson? And deep down inside every teacher, and it sounds crazy selfish, and but that's okay. It's beautifully selfish. Like we all want to be the one, like we all want to be the one that changes a kid's life when they're sitting around at the reunion. If they're not talking about me, I'm pissed. Like I'm, I want it to be me. And I know it's wrong, but I don't care. Like, so we like, what does we want for our kids and digging down deep into the why, why am I in this profession? Why am I at this school? Why am I teaching this content? Why these kids and I'm not talking like a superficial why I'm talking, digging down deep into that. And by the way, I used to stop right there because I read Simon Sinek's book. And, but then I, I went and saw him speak. This is way before his Ted talk. He was like a child back then. And, and then I saw him at the airport afterwards. And we actually got into an argument about this, which did not go well for me. Cause he has that South African accent. He sounds smart. So I didn't do well in the argument, but I could, I know I could go toe to toe with that dude right now, because I think in the corporate world, it st stops at the why, but for as educators, for us, there's a whole nother level. And that is who do I need to be? If I'm going to influence my kids like that on such a deep and, and profoundly dramatic way, who do I need to be? Who do I need to be as their parent, as their mom, as their dad, as their teacher, as all the roles that we play, as their mentor, as their guide, as their confidant? And as a campus family, who do we need to be as a campus family, as a school family for our kids? So like all the programs that I do are built 
in terms of classroom leadership, answering those questions on some different form and some different level. And that is an amazing platform. I love it. I really do. I think that is something that is really a way of the future too, in terms of professional learning for educators. I think, you know, you also talk about the Facebook page. We were talking about that and that's kind of how we connected um, through the, somehow one day, all of a sudden I got a, a message or a notification and it came up and someone tagged me. I don't even remember, but I was like, men and ed, that's kind of interesting. I said, you know that, let me, let me join this thing. And so shout out to men and ed Facebook page, because that has been a, a place of support. It's been a place of inspiration, but talk a little bit about that. And and we were just talking about all the, the crazy success that we've seen in there. Yeah, you know what, man? That is, um, it's just a, it was a magical place. That here's all I knew is I remember being in the classroom, and like I said, at K through twelve, at some point in my career, and I remember teaching in elementary school, and it was me and the custodian were the only two dudes in the school, and um, and then I get to the junior high and teaching there. There's a, there's a few more men um, there, but I was the only one on my team. I was the only guy. So, and I never saw the rest of them. And then I get to the high school and it was pretty much the same thing when I was on the English team, it was just me. And then, and then, you know, and after school we're all, you know, there's a t- the team's hanging out and they're having a lively conversation. But when I walk in, it all shuts down because they're talking about some personal thing in their life with their husband and their kids. And, and I thought to myself, I wonder, because I remember being lonely, man. Like, I, like I was, so I thought, let me just see what happens. And, um, and I launched this group, Men and Ed. And what it is, it's a whole bunch. It's about a thousand guys from across the nation in education, teachers, principals, superintendents, counselors, just a bunch of guys who not just accept the responsibility, but they relish in the responsibility, the opportunity to serve as a dad, as an active, positive dad in the lives of kids. And for kids that have an active, awesome dad, well, now they have just one more. But for lots of kids, we're it, man. Like we're the only male, strong male role model that they have in their lives. And it's not to say that, you know, a kid growing up in a, you know, in a single parent family, the mom can't be amazing. I mean, they're everywhere whether they have one mom or two moms or how, however the family is structured is all I know is my, my experience tells me that kids need lots of different kinds, just a variety of leadership and influence in their life. And, and, and being a, a man in education is just one of those varieties. I can totally relate. I started as an early education, early elementary education and, I mean, I moved my way up as well, and I continue to be the the lone wolf quite often. So I can yeah. relate one thousand percent. And then, and I have a, the most incredible colleagues. I have the most incredible people that I've worked with, and so happy to connect with them. And and it's definitely a little different, though. For at times, you know, sometimes there's just different kinds of things you want to be doing, or you're you're, you're more competitive, or and just sometimes I have to say it's it's just an interesting experience overall. And yeah, and it helps, <laughs> helps, helps to have friends. It helps to have other guys that are out there as well. And especially because there are places where there is a, a larger ratio than not. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure, man. And, and listen to us talk about it like we're, you know, you know, tap dance around on eggshells. It's hard to talk about, like, but that's the truth. You know, it's, you know, it's just, you know, having a place where we can um, just talk and confide in each other and just support that is just in a, just a different way. Yeah. You know, we talk about rising others, raising others and lifting up everyone around us is something we do a lot on this show. And, and that's just another example, one of the many examples. And, and it goes back to our calling as educators. You know, we are trying to unlock unlimited potential in all whom we serve. It's the ultimate goal. And we try to find someone in this, in our episodes to dedicate the episode to. And I know you have a little particular history and you have a nice little announcement as of late with with Dr. Brad Johnson. So we're going to give Dr. Brad Johnson a shout out. Shout out to him. Big time educator. Definitely follow him on Twitter space. He is worth the follow, inspiration, and everything that you need. I know you guys know each other a little bit better and just released a book. So talk yeah. a little bit about that. Yeah, man. It um here's the thing. Um, I love I love books, I especially love professional development books and I have a ton of books written all in my head and, uh, and you know, I just, I, I just get on the road and I speak and uh, you know, I, I'll start a book, I'll start a book, I'll start another book. And, and one day, uh, Dr. Brad, you know, we were talking and he said, well, I have this idea for this book and they're really short chapters. And then I started thinking about like teacher books. And here's what I know of all the books that are purchased I th it's something like 70%. The cover doesn't even get opened. And then of ones the cover get opened, there um, maybe half of those actually finished. I want to say those are the numbers. It could be off a little bit, but I say it's like 10 to 15% actually get read. And I thought one of the challenges is I think making a commitment to that. Like it's a commitment issue. That's a lot of information. I got to stuff in my noggin. So he was talking about the style of this book and they're all just really short chapters. Some are just a page, some are two or three pages and they're all different. So they're all standalone chapters of support and inspiration. And I thought, Oh my goodness, like this thing, this is a great idea and something I could actually do because with my attention span is about one, two or three pages. So I thought, man, that's a perfect. So, so he'd already written some of the book and I jumped on board and we uh, finished it up and the publisher loved it. And, and next thing I know, this thing's number one on Amazon and people are buying it. And um, dude, it's, it, it, it's amazing. Yeah. And you said the title of the book, dear teacher, right? Yep. Tell us a little bit about the book. So what the book is, it's a, I'm talking in Dr. Johnson as well. We're just talking directly to the teacher. It's just um, is it, they're really a hundred little letters that we're writing to an individual teachers. I'm thinking on the other side of the desk from me as I'm writing this book. So there it's just, I mean, it's a hundred different topics. It's a hundred different uh, point of views. And I'm just hoping I mean, I just know from the reviews that there's there's something in there for everyone that connects and brings a teacher back to center and fuels their heart and in in their soul so they can get back in the classroom each and every day to make a difference in the lives of kids. And that sounds like a book that we need right now. Right? Yeah, man. This is um I'll tell you what, dude, I, I have never seen um so many teachers just suffering like emotionally 
suffering. I know it's a little bit different in the smaller communities where they've been back to school and, you know, they got 95% of kids on campus. But here where I live, my kid just went in Houston, Texas. My kid just went back to school two weeks ago for the first time. He's been online ever since. And I've been watching his computer screen when he's online. And I see that teacher on the screen just crushing it, man. And all these other little circles with just nothing but little initials, not one kid with the camera on. And I just feel so bad for those teachers. And here's what concerns me the most, man. This is what's most disconcerting of all. And that is when I'm online talking to teachers and we're doing our phone conferences and doing our things and they're telling me about teaching and what it's like in the classroom. What's most concerning to me is it's our very best teachers that are suffering the most and talking about leaving. It's our very best teachers, the ones that connect with kids. That they don't feel like they're connecting. It's the ones that are they're, they're here to make a difference in the lives of kids. They don't feel like they're making a difference. Our teachers who struggle are ones that are, you know, average, below average. They ain't talking about leaving. Because they're not, it's not the relationship that fuels them. It's the content. The best teachers we have, the ones that are fueled by the relationship and fueled by the connection, those are the ones that are talking about doing something different. And yeah, man, like part of that book and part of the, the, the fuel for me to write the book was reaching those teachers to keep them in the trenches, in the classroom, reaching kids. And those are the educators that are going to listen to this show. And those are the educators that are going to buy your book. And those are the educators that are going to continue to keep learning if they can find what they need is inside them to keep going. If they can fight the self-limiting limiting beliefs. If they can push back against staying on page 27 when everybody else is on page 27. If they can do what is right in the moment and understand that when that door closes, you have an opportunity to know each and every one of those kids more than anybody else in the building. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. that's it. I appreciate that. Well, listen, Hal, you're the man, by the way. I love having you on this show. We should do this like every week. Dude, I'm, I'm down for tomorrow. Let's go. I'll see you same time, same place. <laughs> listen, Hal, before you go, I got to ask you a question. I got to ask you to finish my sentence. Here's your highlight moment. Unlocking unlimited potential means. Dude, let me ask you, if I kill this thing, do you think I can get in your intro video? Everybody's in. So that, that's funny you ask because everybody gets in the intro video. I updated after every single show. So that is all season two right there. You're in, brother. All right, here we go. Here we go. All right, ask me again. I forgot the question. Unlocking unlimited potential means. You know what it is for me, man? It is... In terms of kids, unlocking unlimited potential is all about helping that kid, empowering that kid, and providing the courage enough for that kid to identify and articulate what they're truly passionate about. And whether it's the content of my classroom, that's awesome, doesn't really matter to me. I just want to help that kid find what they're truly passionate about and what keeps them up at night working and what wakes them up early and what gives them that sense of wow. And I want them to find what they're good at to really identify their strengths. You know, that's the thing because of school and because of the model that we use for school where we're really focused a lot on weaknesses and trying to level up those weaknesses. I, for me, brother, I just want that kid to identify what they're passionate about and what their strength is. And then 
getting clear about how we can help that kid use that potential and use that strength to go out into the world and make a difference in the lives of other people. Because now we get into the cycle, you know, when they're out there making a difference in the lives of other people, they become all that they give away. So they're going to become even more of who, what they already are. You know, that's the thing. It's just like teaching. You know, we always say, man, like a kid has to see it. If they're going to be it, I got to show it so I can grow it in that kid. And now these kids are in that spiral, in that cycle, making a difference in the lives of people because they were in somebody's classroom and they were given the permission and giving the space and empowered to find out what they're passionate about, what really excites them. And that's how they change the world. Yeah, that is a tall order. That is a gargantuan task, but that is why we are here. And that is why people are listening to this show. And, you know, if you've made it this long, we appreciate you for making it because there has been a lot of great stuff that's been in here. And Hal, I got to ask you, so what's next for you, man? You know what, brother? I can't wait to get back out there and work with teachers. You know, I've been doing the virtual thing for so long. I have my teacher go rockstar events that, you know, I'll be booked all of August. I think I'm booked for the first two weeks so far. And then we got a couple for the rest of August. So I'll, I'll do that whole back to school thing in August. And then I'll be on the road doing my own events across the nation. I also have an event called Be The One, which is all about revolutionizing campus culture in a single day. And so we have a bunch of those events coming up in the fall as well. Now that school's getting back, I have um, um, a video uh, program where uh, schools subscribe to my videos. You get a video every couple of weeks called Change a Kid's Life. And it's, it's the same thing we've been talking about, man. It's all about helping teachers stay engaged with their what, their why, their who. And uh, man, I'm just, I don't quit, brother. I'm just keep doing the thing that I do. And we appreciate you for that, man. This is the website we can get you at halbowman.com correct? That's it. All right. We're going to have make sure everybody reaches out to you, checks you out. So listen, I got to ask you and I got to tell you, well, I don't have to ask you. I got to tell you, this has been an amazing show. Once again, everybody, thank you for joining us. Remember the journey toward unlocking unlimited potential begins with you. Continue to educate with passion and purpose. Have an awesome day, everybody. Take care. This podcast is proud to be a part of the Codebreaker Podcast Network and also the entire family of disruptors at Codebreaker.